0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. The view on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. So whether you know him uh, from the band, the Sam Willows or his comic set sketches online, music may be his more familiar area of expertise. But how is he when it comes to money management? We're joined now by Benjamin King and Gregory Van, who's the CEO of Endowis, to discuss investment trends and find out more about their investment styles. Greg, And Benjamin, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: What's up, guys? Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me
0: great to have you with us. So Benjamin, obviously we know that you now work with Endowis uh, to discuss your um, investment and money management. We've seen your face everywhere along with the Endowis logo. Yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, let's start off there. Perhaps you can tell us, how would you describe your investment style?
1: Um, I, I shoot from the hip, man. I'm reckless and wild and no, I'm not, not Absolutely not. I, I will admit, obviously, that um, mm-hmm. I think it used to be a very foreign language to me, um, mm. much through my young adulthood. And, and then also being, well, I would say financially illiterate, and then being afraid of being perceived uh, as such as well, kind of alienated me to the whole concept very early on. So I am very risk averse from the beginning. But it's been great sitting with uh, Greg and the Indaoist mm. team, um, who I told, honestly, at the start that meeting me was going going to be basically them exp- Uh, Eli fiving everything to me, like explaining like I'm five, Um, and they were they were really extremely helpful in walking me through it, and I don't feel so dumb anymore. So yeah,
0: Uh, what would you say was that turning point? Because for many, it's quite intimidating, isn't it, Uh, when you start investing and start uh, actually managing your money? Because it's very easy to get caught up in the day to day. um, When you're going out, you're eating, you're enjoying. Actually, sitting down and making a plan um, can be quite a daunting tasks. So what was that moment when you thought, okay, i got to do something now?
1: Strangely enough, I, I grew up in a family of, uh, of uh, financial planners.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> and, um,
1: and, and and my dad as well, obviously, um, mm. has been begging me to make moves for a long time. So the family okay. side has been bugging. Uh, but I, I think also, I think a burgeoning desire to sort of provide for my family, to to mm. seek protection for rainy days ahead, um, as well as just good foresight. And, you know, my wife was getting into it as well. I think... Overall, it felt like a necessity. And um, not just looking at, you know, big satellite. Uh, I mean, I, I think that was really helped me break it down very easily. But mm-hmm. uh, starting off kind of a rudimentary first, sitting for a rainy day before looking outside and venturing into bolder, bolder investments. Yeah.
0: So what was your first investment, Benjamin?
1: Yeah, <laughs> My mental health. Uh, no, I I was A would very say, important
0: investment as well. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, but I think... Now, to be very honest, it was nothing. I don't know if you could even consider it an investment. Um, mm. But okay, so you know, like many other, um, I would say, artists as well, um, it's hard to rely okay. on grants or sponsorship money to make moves or create projects. You know, and I didn't want to just wait for work to come into my lap. I wanted to create work that um, could eventually have capital upside, but also feed my career laterally, and grow me as an artist, and feed my soul. So. I would say my personal investment at the start really was um into starting creative projects uh, whether it was a company that i recently founded which is a video production company or mm-hmm. um, kick-starting web series music albums um, video projects and the like so for many years it was basically sowing to those things with no you know immediate capital upside but eventually these things did reap you know benefits <coughs> and um i would say this is my first kind of Non serious. Okay. You know, well, I think it.
0: any investment or anything can be seen as an investment of sorts, depending on how you view it. I mean, for example, a lunch or a business lunch could also be viewed as an investment, right? It's what kind oh, of money we invested you get so much
1: into those. Yeah. So many business lunches.
0: Okay, <laughs> yes. great. And Gregory, I'm interested to hear from you. Obviously, you're the CEO of Endowis, it's an investment platform that we're all familiar with. What was your first investment? When did you start investing?
2: So, obviously, Ben and I clearly have very different (laughs) Um, I I would say, though, that Ben is a really great student Mm. and really approaches investing from a place of humility. And it's been awesome working with him. As with all of our Mm. advocates, we're very clear to them that they need to really understand in Dallas and adopt what we are trying to do before we would actually bring them on to be an advocate of the brand. because. It is a different philosophy of investing from Mm. most of what we, we sort of are hit with all day. And it is a long-term solution. It's a sustainable solution to personal wealth management that we think more people have to adopt, but it has to come from within. So um, Ben, you know, and and other advocates aren't just doing it as a fly-by-night thing. Uh, We really want to help them. We really want them to understand and benefit from endow us, not just in the short term, but in the very long term. Uh, My my first investment, I think, like a lot of... Yes,
0: I thought you were going to dodge the question (laughs) there, Gregory. I'm glad you got there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, like... Most people starting mm. out uh, you know when I was a teenager late teen, I thought I knew what the future would hold so I thought how hard can investing be these stocks go up and down every day I know what my friends are buying I know what I'm using as a product I'm just gonna buy that kind of stuff and I um, my first investment ever was actually in in Amazon mm. after it had gone down a lot mm-hmm. in a single day so you know mm-hmm. when you look at like let's say Yahoo Finance they mm. show you like top 10 winners and losers every day and they keep on showing that they keep on flashing that to you on the screen and I was like oh I'm just gonna sit here and watch Yahoo Finance and wait for a company I know to show up in the top losers and then I'm gonna buy that so I did that with Amazon and then three days later I sold it and I thought I was a genius because I made like seven percent in three days which is wow. extremely good mm. so so I was like oh my gosh I've cracked the market I figured it out
0: I know how to do this now.
2: Exactly. So I started doing this like on a daily, actually a lot, if you look at like all the stuff about Robinhood, Moomoo, the different blogs, people trading ideas, this is exactly what they're going through as well. And then you keep on doing this and you get destroyed. I lost like, I think I lost like 90% of my money in over the course of you know a few years of Mm. literally wasting so much time watching the market It just like the effort was not paying off so after that experience is when i sort of really got into the the evidence and the scientific reasons and ways of investing because i knew that this was not long-term sustainable and Finally, like I would just say that, and I think it's awesome that Ben's first investment is in his creativity mm-hmm. because ultimately wealth management and investing, not speculating, is meant to be a life enabler. It's not something we're supposed to spend all our time doing. We're supposed to set it up properly and hope that it enables our life, not controls our life. And okay. that's really the place that we want to live, like, that, that's really mm-hmm. the role we want to play in the lives of our clients.
0: And it's difficult though isn't it Greg and Benjamin when you're when you're looking at uh, having control or you, wanna, when you want to when you want to plan long term in terms of your finances especially if you're seeing the markets move up and down it's very easy to get carried away as you mentioned the rise of the retail trader. So how do you then strike a balance and what are some of the steps that people can make when it comes to managing their money in the early days to ensure that they have that kind of solid foundation?
2: Learning and reading Mm -hmm. is actually really important. I I think, unfortunately, people spend more time, I mean, I'm guilty too, people spend more time trying to figure out where to have dinner next Saturday than they do thinking about where to put or how to Mm -hmm. invest their hard-earned money and you know, I'll look up six restaurants because a bunch of them are full and I'll be calling and researching and looking at reviews and everything. We should pay much more attention to, our, to, to where we're parking our hard earned money, our retirement money, like our CPF and SRS. So you can invest your CPF, SRS and cash holistically on the Endows platform to really prepare for your future. I think you need to understand what risk means, right? What it means to be taking a certain amount of risk and making sure the investment makes sense so -hmm. that you're compensated for that risk you're taking i think so many times people are taking risks trying to get returns and they have absolutely no idea what the payoff will look like so taking very sort of calculated and compensated risk that comes in the form of returns through strategies that you can stick through the markets which will constantly fluctuate we think there's tons of uncertainty now Mm -hmm. but i can't think of a period where there wasn't a lot of uncertainty. So
0: just on the back of that, I've got to ask Benjamin, where do you go for your financial information now? And how much time do you spend uh, watching the markets and watching your finances? More than you spend re- researching dinners?
1: <laughs> oh, no, you're putting me on the spot.
0: Um, oh, no.
1: <laughs> I go to that guy and, um, and the app. <clears throat> no, I mean, to be very honest, I, I do take mm-hmm. responsibility. I know it's, it's my own... Um, um, responsibility to seek out that information properly. I think um, right now Endows has been a great first step uh, to doing that. Um, they've given me really solid advice, uh, rudimentary advice as to um, just just forecasting for my finances um, for the next few decades before I make any crazy satellite investments or uh, look for other things. But I will get there. I'll, I'll definitely leave that question to Greg too to further expound on yeah
0: yeah and what would you say Benjamin um, is the key lesson you've learned from all of these conversations that you've had with endowers so just on your own financial journey yeah. what lesson would you want to share with any of our listeners if they're starting sure. out their their financial literacy journey
1: oh absolutely I, I, I mean again I don't think I can obviously relate to people who are further along in their investment journey but for many like myself who you know have struggled with um, mm-hmm. I guess a stable income and you know having to work with banks to secure like loans for housing and all that stuff. And it just seems like a very daunting hill to start on. And again, being born you know, in a family that wasn't completely well to do at the start and then um, kind of working its way up and then also dealing with male ego and being afraid to ask questions and being afraid to ask silly questions, I think is the biggest thing. Um, I think that was the biggest hurdle for me. So I think it's A, Understanding, I would say at the start, understanding your your money patterns, how you how you invest, how you spend, um, whether or not you tend to blow your, your, your bank on, on lavish dinners for, you know, uh, important people or whether it's uh, obeying the very easy 50, 20, 30 law of of your, you know, fixed um, um, liabilities and then investments and then whatever else you want to spend on. I think. And then the lastly, it's just not being afraid to ask silly questions and just get started and making mistakes. I think those are the three things that really got me through um, this first few chapters. Yeah.
0: So just following on from that, Greg, you know, we've got recessionary clouds looming. Uh, Many people are possibly concerned about cash flow. How important is it still to have, say, a three month or a six month amount of cash in their bank account before they start to look at investing?
2: So there's investing at many levels of risk. Mm including very, very low risk. And, you know, FDs are super popular right now, but Mm. with an FD, you're actually, it's a fixed deposit. You're actually locking up your money for a certain amount of time. There are uh, fund investments that are, that give you similar return to FDs with very, very low risk where you can take the money out on a daily basis. That pool of capital, and we call it cash management, uh, that pool of capital um, we think should be about six months for the typical for the typical person there okay. is now more risk of job security uh more risk of interest rates increasing there's always the the risk of something unexpected happening maybe an accident a health problem, etc. So we think that six months of expenses in a cash management investment is the right level to be prepared for.
0: Okay, and I know Hongbin had a question about portfolio breakup. The 60/40 strategy. Hongbin, go ahead. Right. You know the 60/40 strategy's collapse of 2022 is you know the worst in roughly a hundred years. So how should investors look to diversify and look to hedge their portfolios if they are not seasoned? Market or money managers?
2: It's it's an awesome question. Um, 60 40 is 60% stocks and Mm -hmm. 40% fixed income. And this year, we've seen stocks and bonds, so fixed income drop by double digits in most markets around the world. And this is very, very rare. Now, in a sense, interest rates have normalized. And now we're in a position where the 60-40 portfolio will perform, we think, much, actually much better. And the the decoupling of the correlation between stocks and bonds, we're now set up to see going into the future. 60-40 by default is a diversified portfolio. It is much more diversified than what most people are holding. Like if you're holding single stocks here and there, that is a completely, in in our view, uh, a portfolio that will give you very random outcomes. You should be in a 60-40 portfolio uh, if you want to be in 60-40, 60-40 portfolio that can be diversified across all of the global markets. Um, In the case of in our 60-40 flagship portfolio has over fifteen thousand securities in it fifteen thousand securities across developed markets emerging markets government bonds corporate bonds everything and diversification is really the only free lunch in finance and with the power of technology we can actually diversify and implement our investments in in this very diversified basket like never before at never before seen costs. And of course, costs go straight to your bottom line. So in talking about like the most important things Mm -hmm. for people getting started, I would say diversify, manage your cost and don't be afraid to get started. There is always gonna be uncertainty. And I think people are so obsessed with trying to pick that bottom point of the market. And I almost guarantee you, if you pick it, you just got lucky. It's like when we were growing up, we were playing like pin the nail on the donkey, that game when you're blindfolded and then you have to pin the the tail on the donkey. It's that kind of thing. So what I would suggest for people to do is we're obviously markets are lower than Mm -hmm. where they were at the start of the year. If I have a hundred dollars. I would invest $20 maybe every 2 weeks to get into the market. Don't try and pin the tail on the donkey. You don't have to. You can pin you can make pin smaller tails as we go through time and you will get into the market and be invested. So that would be my advice.
0: Okay. Well, Gregory and Benjamin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. It's absolutely flown by. Thank you.
1: Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank Have you. a great weekend.
0: Thank you. You too. We've been speaking with Benjamin Kang and Gregory Vaughn, CEO of Endowis, here on MoneyFM 89.0 To
2: listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.